You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Tiger Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, five days a week, a glance into the number one team in college football. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. Busy Thursday edition as there are some updates, some news coming out of Clemson football concerning wide receiver Justin Ross. He had surgery during the summer and get an update on what Coach Sweeney had to say about the progress of Ross, how long will he continue to rehab, and when could you see him back on the football field? Going to start out with that in just a few moments. Also on today's episode, I'm going to tell you more about Trevor Lawrence and why during his Heisman campaign, something that he really enjoys doing is actually a detriment to the race and could cost him potentially. I'll let you know what that is. And then finally, it's Thursday, which means it's time for your Clemson Tigers in the pros. I'll give you an update on what's going on with players in the NFL with Clemson ties, including some receivers who have stood out thus far and some other storylines going around the game. Plus, a team close to home has apparently entered the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I'm your host, Brad Sinkoff. That's spelled with a W at the end. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Sinkoff. And I'm also the deputy editor at allclemson.com and co-host of the Press Box on 105.5 The Roar in Clemson. Been a credentialed member of the media for nearly 15 years, covered college football all across the country, and very happy to bring you the Locked On Clemson podcast. We'll get things started today with the update on Justin Ross. Coach Dabo Sweeney met with the media Wednesday night and updated Ross's status. And this came from earlier in the day when Justin Ross tweeted out that it felt good to put a helmet on. And that raised some questions. Oh, wait a minute. Is he is he back on the football field? How far along is he? Where is he in this rehab process? If, for those of you who don't know, Justin Ross uh, was the leading returning receiver for Clemson in 2020. And during the spring, he suffered a stinger in his neck. And they didn't think it was that big a deal. And they thought he'd be back, you know, when they got back from spring break. Of course, they didn't come back from spring break because of COVID-19. But when they looked at that stinger, they found something. They discovered that he had congenital fusion in his spine. It was something he was born with, something he's been playing with his whole life. But it was something that had to be fixed. Something had to be corrected for his football career to continue. And the trick is, though, you undergo that surgery, not 100% sure you will have a football career after it. But the prognosis was good. He had successful surgery up in Pittsburgh. The same doctor who works with the Pittsburgh Steelers performed the operation. It went well. It was successful. And he slowly worked his way back. According to Coach Dabo Sweeney, Justin Ross has returned to a just about everything, really. He's running normally. He looks good. He feels good. He has grinded, as Coach Sweeney said, and he is lifting weights. He's been doing some squats. Boy, that is a great sign if he's able to get in the weight room 
and do something as as, as physically taxing as the as squats. And then he's also now starting to do more in practice. Now he did get to put on a helmet this week. This is just the next hurdle that he's cleared. Now Justin Ross will have an opportunity to do a little more in practice next week. He'll dress out. He will be able to run routes with receivers. He'll be able to do anything with the quarterbacks against air. He is not allowed to participate in any contact drills whatsoever. He's still on the mend, still working his way back from that. In fact, Coach Sweeney doesn't think Justin Ross is going to be ready for contact until a year from now. And that's sad news. Obviously, a lot of people want to see Justin Ross get back on the football field. And I know there were some hopes, some questions. Is there any chance he could be back in 2020? It looks like those have been put to rest, as Coach Sweeney said, that he will not be cleared. It's not anticipate Ross being cleared for contact because he doesn't even go back to the doctor and have his kind of big, big checkup, as, as Coach Sweeney called it, until December. That's a long time from now, and that's going to be you know well into uh, bowl preparation or college football preparation, college football playoff preparation, wherever Clemson is uh, at that time. So I, I am assuming that means there's no chance of being cleared until December. And even then, when he's cleared from that, Coach Sweeney does not feel like the doctor is going to allow Justin Ross to have any contact until next fall. He'll go through spring drills, much like former Clemson wide receiver Mike Williams did. You'll you'll hear about Justin Ross. You know he'll be out on the practice field in the spring. He'll go through all the normal stuff. He just won't be doing a lot of contact or any contact. And I remember when Mike Williams uh, suffered his broken neck in 2015. And when he came back in 2016 that spring, he could do a lot of different stuff. He couldn't be taken to the ground. I don't know if maybe Ross will be in a similar situation. It's obviously a different kind of surgery or a different kind of correcting, um, you know, issue here that he's had for for his entire life. So it's not quite the same as what Mike Williams underwent. But that talented receiver came back in a big way in 2016, and you know he worked his way back in in the fall. And once he was cleared for contact, Williams really took off, and it was an instrumental part, huge part of Clemson winning the national championship. Of course, he uh, drew flags there on the uh, – he made a couple big catches in the national title game, and then he drew a flag for pass interference that set up the go-ahead game-winning touchdown from Deshaun Watson to Hunter Renfro. So got to think that uh, the future is bright. You hope that everything works out for Justin Ross. He's able to get back. He's working with Larry Greenley, the uh, associate – uh, director of strength and conditioning there at Clemson under Joey Batson and Greenlee worked with Mike Williams, got him back where he needed to be physically. And so this this is good for Justin Ross. I think things are promising. They're headed in the right direction. And it sounds like, you know, based on what you're hearing too, it's very promising that not only does he come back to football, and that's first and foremost the important thing, he gets back on the field somewhere at some time in his career, but it sounds like he's going to return to Clemson for another season. You know, everybody gets this year of eligibility back. Not sure uh, kind of what the NFL, how they view Justin Ross right now. You know, I think going into the season, he was a potential first-round draft pick. In fact, I I think he was going to be a lock for a first-round draft pick because I, I had anticipated him becoming the guy this year and, and really kind of step into the T. Higgins role and being the go-to receiver. And Clemson still lacks that. They just don't have a Justin Ross. And I... You know, I, I said that back when he got injured and when they announced it uh, during the summer. They just don't have anybody who can do what he can do from a physical 
talent standpoint. He has had such a great combination of size, speed. I think he's a terrific route runner and great hands and can go up and, and get any ball. So there just isn't another guy on this team that can do that. So they could use him next year. I think it'd be a, a, a big addition if Clemson gets him back in 2021. Coming up next, the guy who used to throw those passes to Justin Ross, Trevor Lawrence in the Heisman race. But is there an obstacle in his way that he doesn't even think is an obstacle? I'll let you know about that coming up. But first, I'm going to let you know what rockauto.com can do for you. These chain stores, they offer different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. doesn't matter who you are. Whether you work on your car on the weekends and you're trying to save a little money, which makes a lot of sense, or if you are a professional mechanic, all of their prices are simply reliably low. rockauto.com offers the lowest possible prices rather than changing prices based on what the market uh, will bear like airlines do. That's not rockauto.com. It's for everybody. It does not require membership or even an account to log in. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, even new carpet. Best of all, rockauto.com makes it easy just from your phone, just from your computer. You don't have to go stand in line and deal with the chain stores and find out they don't even carry your part. Check it out on their website, rockauto.com. And when you go there, write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. That is locked on. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Trevor Lawrence enters this week's game against Georgia Tech as the clear front runner to win the 2020 Heisman Trophy. There's no doubt about it. He's the man right now. And in fact, I'm not even sure you can find a close second outside of maybe Travis Etienne, who in an ESPN.com panel was actually second behind Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Justin Fields will enter the fray next week when the Big Ten gets going. And I just don't know. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence has such a huge lead. He's already done so many things on the football field exceptionally well that I really wonder if you're going to see any chance of Justin Fields getting into this. I, I mean, could he get to New York and be a Heisman finalist, uh, Fields? Yeah, sure, he could. But right now, it feels very much like it's Trevor Lawrence's award to lose. And I know that's it's still early. It's 2020. Weird things are going to happen. I do not question that. But I feel pretty confident about where Trevor Lawrence is right now. His completion percentage has been so good. I know I told you earlier this week that he's had 355 passing attempts without an interception, and that streak well documented at this point. He hasn't turned the ball over through the air since the seventh game of last season that was at Louisville. But he's also got another staff that's really trending in a very positive direction. I think a big reason why he has a chance to win the Heisman Trophy. He's completing 72.4% of his passes. That's significantly higher than what he was doing last year. He finished with 65.8 completion percentage. He was 65.2 the year before. Uh, will he stay in that that high of a, of a range? Potentially. I'm, I'm not going to rule it out completely. Uh, but 72.4 right now, what's impressive about it is his yards per attempt 
are actually higher than they have ever been in his career. So he's not just throwing a bunch of short dump-off passes to run up his numbers. He's averaging 9.8 yards per pass attempt. Last year, he was at 9.0. The year before that, uh, his, his first year was nowhere close to that. So he, he's really made the jump into sort of an elite level in terms of yards per pass attempt. And I think that is a tremendous key stat for college quarterbacks. And that's really how uh, I, I decide who I think is really good at, at this position and who has some work to do. I like to look at their completion percentage versus how many yards per pass attempt they have. And right now, Trevor Lawrence is excelling greatly in that area. But what does he think about the Heisman Trophy? He, he knows the hype. He knows people are talking about him. He knows where he stands. In fact, I got a chance to talk to Trevor Lawrence this week, and I asked him about it. Does it even enter your mind? Do you even tell yourself, hey, I need to go out and play really well this week so I can stay in the Heisman race? Here's how he answered the question. I really don't, honestly. I mean, obviously, I can't sit here and say it wouldn't be it wouldn't be awesome and really cool to, to win the award, but um, I just, I just want to win, and that's been that's been my thing ever since I've been here, and that's true. You know, I don't just say that just because it sounds good. Um, I want to win. I've realized that uh, I'd rather play an okay game and win than, than play a great game and lose. So, uh, I mean, that's just that's just how I've been. That's how I've been brought up, the teams I've been on. Um, I've been fortunate to be on a lot of teams that have won a lot of games. Uh, so when you lose one, it's definitely uh, – I hate that feeling. I hate losing. So um, that's, that, that's my main focus is winning, and I know that – the way the way we operate here at Clemson is Coach Swain does a great job of making sure that we build our depth, and uh, I, I just love when other guys get opportunities to play. So my goal is to get in there, take care of business, and the whole offense take care of business, so those other guys can get in and play. So we're not, you know, we're not looking to to pad stats to make ourselves look look better than we are. I mean, we're just into winning games and, and playing the best we can. So uh, I know that that's. Sometimes that you know that can go one way or the other, but um, man, I just, I just want to win. If that comes along with it, then I'd be super honored and I'd be I'd be grateful for it. And it would be really cool for for myself and for Clemson. But um, man, I don't know. Travis keeps playing like the way he's playing. He'll he'll have a shot. So, uh, but I, I don't know, man. I don't think about it too much. I think it's definitely uh, dangerous if you start thinking about that stuff too much. That makes a lot of sense. A guy like Trevor Lawrence is so hyper focused and so into his team and winning. I get it. That's great. But think about what he just said. Is it detrimental to his Heisman race that he is perfectly fine getting in there, taking care of business, building a big lead, and then watching other players play? Now, I think it's admirable. I think it's incredible that a young man, 21 years old, has that perspective that it's not all about me. It's about the team. It's about development. That's what Coach Sweeney teaches in this program, and that's where uh, the advantage I think Clemson has from a lot of other uh, programs is that they they really emphasize that kind of development, and they play so many guys early in the season. And Trevor Lawrence loves that. He loves to see guys get opportunities to get into the game. And he doesn't want to pad stats. And that, again, I think is admirable. It may not be the best way to win the Heisman Trophy. And we saw Ohio State last year playing Justin Fields deep into some games when they were up by a huge amount of points, where generally I think Trevor Lawrence would have been on the bench there. Justin Fields was still out there throwing bombs, and it looked like they were trying to win the Heisman. And I'm not saying that's that's a bad thing to do. In fact, you could argue that Trevor Lawrence needs to be in there in the fourth quarter to pad some stats. I could buy that argument a little bit too. But it goes against the philosophy of the program 
But I just wonder that Trevor Lawrence is so fine with sitting on the bench and watching his teammates. It might actually cost him the Heisman. And I I say that, but at the same time, like he's just so popular right now. And he's done so much off the field for college football this season. And his numbers are really good. He's playing nearly flawless football right now. And as long as he continues to not throw interceptions and not make mistakes or put his team in a bad position, you got to think he's going to be there in New York for the ceremony if they actually get to go to New York in the ceremony. And you got to think he ends up winning this award. So I don't think this is going to come back to get him, but certainly there's going to have guys out there with, with gaudier numbers. And the thing is, right now, Trevor Lawrence is putting up really, really strong numbers, despite the fact that Clemson has blown out Wake, blown out the Citadel, blown out uh, Virginia to a certain degree. They, they put up 38 points in that one, and then totally dismantled Miami this past weekend. Now he gets Georgia Tech, a game where he returns to Atlanta, near his hometown, in a place that uh, he really kicked off his career. If you remember, in 2018... When they went down to Bobby Dodd Stadium, Kelly Bryant was the starting quarterback. And he didn't play exceptionally well early on. Clemson was stifled early in that game. It just really couldn't get anything going. Trevor Lawrence comes in, throws a rope to Hunter Renfro, who scores a touchdown. And honestly, the rest is history. He went on to have the better game than Kelly Bryant. He was the better quarterback. In fact, they put Bryant back in, and Georgia Tech started coming back. So they had to put Lawrence back in to go down and lead another drive or two. And after that game is when Coach Sweeney said, that's our guy now, going with Trevor Lawrence the rest of the season. And that decision has certainly changed the course of Clemson's history. Coming up next, going to break down what's going on with Tigers in the pros, a look at the NFL, including a team that has now entered the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes that is worth talking about this time. I'll let you know who that is. But first, I've got to let you know about Bill Bar. You need to go to BillBar.com. And check out the new, improved, delicious-er Built Bar. The flavors are amazing. 18 to choose from. They have nut and non-nut options available to you, like the caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. Are you kidding? Apple almond crisp. This time of the year, for fall, it sounds terrific. They've also got coconut almond, raspberry, peanut butter, banana bread. That's part of the 12 original flavors. And it goes on and on. Every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they taste great. What's even more incredible is how great they are for the health-conscious guy. They're going to help you lose or maintain weight. You're going to indulge in a delicious treat at the same time, but they're low-calorie, they're low-sugar, they're high-protein, they're high-fiber, they're perfect for the keto diet. That peanut butter one, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, that's it, 5 grams of sugar, Five grams of net carbs. This is a great product that you need to check out by going to BuiltBar.com. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Can you believe that? Promo code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. The big news in the NFL thus far this week is the Atlanta Falcons moving on from head coach Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, the GM, At the same time, coming off another loss, the Falcons off to an abysmal 0-5 start following a loss to the Carolina Panthers 23-16 at home this past Sunday. And owner Arthur Blake really had no other choice. And Arthur Blake's a great owner, a good guy. So is Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is extremely likable. 
I've known people who have uh, been around Dan Quinn a lot, who are close to him, and I tell you, he's very well respected. Like he'll have a job in no time in the NFL, college, whatever he wants to do. He's not going to struggle for work. But the Falcons, by making this decision now, it makes me start to wonder. Uh, are they a legitimate contender in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? I know they've got Matt Ryan under contract for a couple more years. He's making a ton of money. But is this franchise going to get where it needs to go? Are, are they going to take the next step? Or a, I should say a new step, a new direction? Not even sure who the head coach is going to be. I just feel like they're very limited under Matt Ryan. I, I feel like after this many years, you know, he got him to a Super Bowl, but he also had the worst loss in Super Bowl history. Uh, the, or the biggest comeback loss in Super, back, Super Bowl history. So, I mean, there, there's that stigma that's always going to follow Matt Ryan. I just, I don't know if he if he's maxed out. And if the Falcons feel that way, if Arthur Blank and whoever he brings in to take over the GM role, to take over the head coaching role, uh, thinks that as well, the Falcons can make a move and get Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if they'll finish dead last. They have a pretty easy schedule coming up, beginning with Minnesota. This week, and then Detroit, the Panthers again, and the Broncos. Nah, those teams aren't very good outside of the Panthers right now. Uh, they, but then they got to play the Saints, the Raiders, the Saints again, the Chargers, two games against the Bucks and the Chiefs sandwiched in between that. So they're not going to win a lot of football games. They may have a real shot at landing Trevor Lawrence come NFL draft time. And if they're at least in the top three or four, five, do they make a move up? I mean, because somebody could end up being the first pick who doesn't need Trevor Lawrence. Maybe it's the Bengals again. You know, it's, it could be a team that's decided that they don't need to go get a quarterback. So keep a close eye on on how the season goes for the Atlanta Falcons. I had originally thought they would win too many games to be involved in the sweepstakes. They wouldn't have a chance, and I, and I wasn't sure what direction they wanted to go. Now I think it's on the table. I think it's legitimate to discuss uh, that the Falcons could end up being a potential landing spot, which would be really close to his hometown, and that being uh, for Trevor Lawrence, the presumed top pick in the NFL draft in 2021. This past week in the NFL was big for some former Clemson wide receivers, including Mike Williams, who I thought had uh, maybe the best game of his career with the L.A. Chargers, even though they did lose on Monday night to the New Orleans Saints 30-27. to uh, Williams looked like maybe the best receiver on the field in this game. Five catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns for the former Tiger. Talked about him earlier, uh, about his rehab when he went through his neck injury. But boy, does he look good. His career came back very strong, a former first-round selection. And then how about Ray Ray McLeod? Yeah, remember him? The guy who's been trying to latch on. I told you a couple weeks ago, he found himself a home in Pittsburgh, and that seems to be the case he had a big 58-yard run on a reverse last week uh, that really kind of caught uh, the Eagles off guard, and he looked so fast streaking down the field, and they won 38-29. to McLeod also caught three passes in this game on three targets for 12 yards, so he's getting some playing time out there in Pittsburgh. Nuke Hopkins did what Nuke Hopkins does, caught a great over-the-shoulder touchdown pass from Kyler Murray, who was uh, the NFC player of the week because of uh, help he got from that former Clemson receiver and Nuke Hopkins. That certainly is going well for that duo. Coming up this week in the NFL, a couple matchups keep your eye on. 
T. Higgins continues to get more playing time in Cincinnati. A.J. Green dealing with injuries, dealing with age. Uh, this may be T. Higgins' time. This could be his moment. They take on the Indianapolis Colts. I wouldn't be surprised if Higgins have a huge game as he has become uh, really a a preferred target, if you will, for Joe Burrow. So keep an eye on that game. We mentioned the Falcons earlier playing the Minnesota Vikings. A.J. Terrell is back. The, the former Clemson cornerback who was out with COVID-19 is activated and playing in for the Falcons, and he'll get a chance to take on Minnesota uh, in, in that game coming up at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Deshaun Watson finally got off the schneid last week as he and Romeo Cornell, the interim head coach, found a way to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so Houston now 1-4 and four on the season. They get a really good Tennessee team. They just absolutely demolished the Buffalo Bills on Tuesday night. But it's short rest. So Deshaun Watson looking to improve the Texans to 2-4 and four on the season. This is going to wrap up this episode of Locked On Clemson Podcast. Your host, Brad Sinkoff. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad, S-E-N-K-I-W. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, the download button. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think about Locked On Clemson Podcast. Love to hear from you and can't thank you enough for joining me today. Hope you have a great day. Take care. Back tomorrow to preview the Clemson-Georgia Tech game. Have a great one, Tiger Nation.